are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDimeBacks on both Twitter and Instagram for my podcast handle. Now, on today's show, we are recapping uh, last night's disgusting loss to the New York Mets and then Part three of that Ben Caspic crossover from last week. Talk a little Mike Yastrzemski. And we talk about growing the sport of baseball as well. Me and Ben go on a little bit of a rant in this podcast. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Rock Auto because this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about last night's D-backs game because D-backs were made to look like a bunch of fools. I hope I'm not being disrespectful to my team, but God damn, Jacob DeGrom, that was disrespectful what he did on the mound last night. Can't do my boys dirty like that. Jacob DeGrom, if you guys didn't see last night, I didn't even entirely see. I threw on some highlights because, guys, let's not, let's not front right now. The D-backs... Are losers right now. They're 19 and 36 on the season. I don't even have the exact number off my head, but if I had to guess, I, I think they've lost what 21 of their last 25 games, probably something like that, maybe even worse, maybe a little bit better. I can't exactly say, but we know the D backs have been absolutely putrid in their last 25 games. And so uh, let's not front here, guys. I didn't have a keen eye on last night's game. Uh, you know, the Suns, I'm not a Suns fan, I'm a Lakers fan. But I still want to see the Suns, you know, have respectable series. I want it to be a competitive series against the Lakers. So I mostly had my eyes on that series instead of watching this game. And good thing that I did because Jacob DeGrom absolutely shut down the Arizona Dimebacks last night. He only went six innings, but that's all he needed. Uh, two hits, uh, eight strikeouts. The man absolutely dominated. He only threw 70 pitches, 51 for strikes. And I want to say hit a no hitter going through about the fifth inning. Let me pull it up real quick to see. Uh, yeah, and the fifth inning is when that no-no uh, broke up for Jacob DeGrom as the D-backs were just completely overmatched by Jacob DeGrom last night. And you can't really blame the guy when he's pitching like the way he did last night because Jacob DeGrom's fastball velocity, get this, his fastball velo on average last night was 100 0.1 miles per hour. That was on average. It was that hard. Not not his hardest thrown pitch. Not not no his top five average of the pitches he thrown. His average fastball of all the fastballs he threw last night was 100.1 miles per hour. And 
If you look at his overall pitching velocity last night, there was a lot more pitches that he threw above 98 than he threw below 98. And that's why his fastball velocity was so high. Just in that first inning, 11 pitches, only one pitch that he threw less than 100 miles per hour at 93. I think it was a 93 mile an hour slider. Like even his slider averaged like 91 miles an hour last night. Jacob deGrom was absolutely locked in and absolutely dominated those D-backs batters who are still stuck in a major rut this offense. Every like eight games it will break out and give you some life and give you some hope as a D-backs fan, but that did not happen last night. Uh, somehow able to muster up eight hits, but it all came in uh, against the uh, the bullpen of the Mets. That's how the D-backs are able at least to put two runs on the board and on the D-back side of things, uh, they did not have an ace going for them as they had Merrill Kelly on the mound, who actually doesn't have the worst ERA in the rotation. It's actually back to Madison Bumgarner, who's been struggling in his last couple starts after uh, ESPN. Can you please stop like randomly playing videos? Like It's really annoying and really no one wants to hear it. But Merrill Kelly struggled last night. 6.2 innings pitch. So at least when Merrill Kelly struggles, he always goes deep into the ball game. And you can trust Tori Lovello. He's the only guy that he does not pull the plug on quickly. Merrill Kelly, when he sucks, Tori Lovello keeps him in there. But any other uh, pitcher in the rotation, when they're dealing through five or six innings, Tori Lovello wants that first base runner on in any inning after the fifth. So he can quickly pull that starter out the game. But he doesn't do that for Merrill Kelly, surprisingly. And I, at least I give Merrill Kelly, Mer Merrill Kelly some respect for saving the bullpen in that respect. He still only threw 83 pitches, but nine hits allowed, five earned runs, gave up a home run as well. To uh, He gave up a home run to McKinney in last night's game. And uh, just another struggle of a start for Merrill Kelly. He's had a couple of good starts, a couple of solid starts this season, but Overall, it's not been an impressive season by Merrill Kelly. Offense last night as a whole for the D-backs. Eight hits, no walks. That, that You can't go games with no walks. You have to draw a few walks as a team. A, a few, a handful of walks. But to draw zero walks as a team is an absolute disgrace. And to juxtapose that. That's right, juxtapose that with the 11 strikeouts. It's absolutely disgusting what the D-backs did last night. But hey, at least we got another Fogo bomb. Eduardo Escobar putting the charge into that one. Uh, Josh Reddick had a double and an RBI. Josh Reddick has been pretty good for the D-backs. Went three for four last night. He's been killing it for the D-backs since uh, they brought him up to the major league level. But one guy I want to shine some light on before we wrap up this first segment is Paven Smith. We've talked about him. Uh, I think we did a little segment on him a couple weeks like three weeks ago now maybe even a month ago but Paven Smith I did not know this until I was looking at stats today just randomly at work Paven Smith is seventh in the National League in batting average he's only batting 289 which is very solid pretty good batting average but that should not be seventh I think that's more of a, a detriment on how much pitchers are dominating this season but still seventh in average I'll take that I thought it was just interesting after the the there's like a cutoff. It's like who's ever batting 303, and then after that, it's Paven Smith at 289. There's no one in the National League batting in that 290 to 299 range. It goes from like 303 right down to Paven Smith at 289. So I found that pretty uh interesting, just as a little fun fact for myself. But Paven Smith 
been on an absolute tear recently. Uh, just this past, you know, few games, there was at least two games where he absolutely carried the offense. And let's look at his numbers recently. Over the last two weeks, Pavin Smith, 360 average. We're at 916 OPS over his last 13 games. And if you just dwindle that down to his last seven games, Pavin Smith, 538 average, a 1302 OPS. This man is heating up. He's striking out less, not really walking that much more, not really hitting uh, you know, more bombs, but just making solid contact. And that's what you want. I mean, he is getting on base more, of course, but mostly it just has approach at the plate, and he's just been phenomenal making contact and covering the whole zone. So I just want to shine a little light on Pavin Smith, who's absolutely uh, been crushing it recently, has been a big part of why this D-backs team has been able to put any runs on the board in the last few games. A big reason why this team can even, you know, max your, manufacture two runs in a game. Uh, a big credit goes out to Pavin Smith, who has been one of the... I was, also, I was also checking the fantasy stats the other day. He's one of the best fantasy outfielders out there as well. And I was pretty surprised to see that. So shout out Pavin Smith of the Arizona Dimebacks. And now Ben Kaspik and I will get into a little conversation about uh, 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 Mike Yastrzemski and whether he can go on a tear pretty soon here for the San Francisco Giants. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Credit Karma because Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma money spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimburse reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. Wind door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving art part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tan lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. 
we're getting close to the end of the pod. I've had you on for a long time over here, but I just got a couple more questions for you as we wrap up. And you already just touched on him in your little rant just now. That was Mike Yastrzemski. Uh, he hasn't gotten off to the hottest start in terms of hitting, but the last couple of weeks he's been pinned, uh, picking it up in that slugging department. And do you think he's going to go on a tear soon? Because this is a guy who's been a borderline MVP candidate the last two years. And, you know, he, he was a 28-year-old rookie, and he he's, you know, kept smashing in 2020 after an uh, incredible 2019 season. So do you think he's going to go on a tear here pretty soon in 2021? Because he's another guy on my fantasy team, just loaded up on Johnny <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bargains to be had with the Giants. People buying Di Scalfani or Wood, those would have been really good deals also. But, and I mean, Yastrzemski, same thing, especially going into last year. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to predict that he'll go on a tear, but I do think that there's definitely a couple of areas that are going to get better. Basically, the rate at which he gets hits, because, you know, the 214 batting average that I'm looking at right now doesn't seem to me to be what's going to be his final batting average at the end of the year, assuming he continues to play Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, the batting average on balls in play is just 268, whereas his career average is 327. So he has a lot of area where, where that can go up. And there's a lot of positive signs outside of that. The, the walk rate is strong at, at 12.4%. The power department is legit. You know, isolated power, slugging minus batting average, 252 is really solid and right around his career average. So basically the only thing missing from his game is just a little bit more hits when he puts the ball in play. So that's what I would expect moving forward is, you know, when Yaz puts the ball in play, expect that ball to fall a little bit more. I think, you know, for whatever reason, he's just not had a high rate of hits, but when he's had his hits, he's hit for power and he's gotten on base via the walk a lot. He does strike out a little bit, but, you know, ultimately the total package is a, is a really quality player. And I think he's, he's definitely bound to get better here as time goes on. And maybe it'll happen in this series against the D-backs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be bittersweet for me as a D-backs fan, you know, as a D-backs podcaster, I wouldn't want to see it, but you know, as just Miller Thomas, you know, my fantasy team winning money at the end of the year, I wouldn't be too upset with this. So if Mike Estremski wants to go on a low tear, it might help out my pocket in the end. And he was like my third or fourth outfielder I took in my fantasy draft. So I felt like that was a huge steal for a guy who was like top six in MVP voting the year before. But I got one final question for you, Ben, as we wrap up the pod here. I just want to know, What's been the most intriguing thing that you've been watching this baseball season? It could be something positive or negative. Now, there's a lot of talk about the three true outcomes rising for, you know, players across the league, strikeouts, uh, uh, home runs, and it's one other one I can't remember. And for me, I think the most – what's the – I know you want – Walks. Strikeouts, walks. walks, and homers. Okay, I thought it was walks, but I honestly couldn't remember yeah. the third one. And for me, I think just seeing all these no-hitters, uh, I, I haven't been in love with all the no-hitters, honestly. I know it's a great thing for, you know, as a fan, seeing a no-hitter. When you're a baseball fan, I think it's a great thing seeing a no-hitter. But in terms of trying to grow the game to – a new audience. I think it's hard to tell people, Hey, come watch baseball. Literally nothing will happen tonight. And it's going to be a great experience. I think that's a hard sell to, 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 to help grow a new audience. So for me, I love baseball, but I, I think 
seeing a no hitter like damn near every other night is not really that good for the game. That's just been the most intriguing storyline I've been following, but that's just me personally. What's the most intriguing storyline, positive or negative that you've been following this season? Well, I agree with you a hundred percent on, on that. I honestly, I don't even get excited for no hitters and, um, the reason is they're too common. I mean, if they're just going to happen all the time, then it's not that big of a deal. And I agree with you. It's, it's exciting when it's your team, but just in general, the product, especially if it's not rare, then it's like, okay, great. Nothing happened in terms of the most intriguing storyline. I don't know. For me, it's usually just about like individual player performance. Mm. I was really blown away by what Corbin Burns was able to do to start the season with the whatever million strikeouts and zero walks Mm -hmm. and just the utter dominance of some of the pitchers like his numbers are ridiculous it used to we're seeing the kind of strikeout numbers on some pitchers like we used to see from elite relievers who would you know get strikeouts almost half the time we're seeing that now from starting pitchers from time to time and Corbin Burns is an example of that. And then you you pair that with no walks. I don't know if he's still not issued a walk yet, but um, besides that, I mean, the A's, as I look at them, the, the, the weird start with the A's losing what seven straight and then winning like 12 straight, just the, the weirdness with that. And then the Tony La Russa stuff, I have found it to be entertaining yeah. personally. Uh, it would, I would not, like it if my team had Tony Larusa as the manager, but it makes for good entertainment. And I, I honestly think that's good for the, that's better for the game than all the no hitters is being able to go online and bash Tony Larusa. So I don't know. I've, I've been enjoying the season. Honestly, the giants, I know this sounds like a Homer thing to say, but the giants have been one of the bright spots or most, you know, entertaining or biggest surprises in baseball. So I've really been, focused on them um it's sad to see the d-backs at 18 and 30 i think they're better than that i like i generally have positive feelings about the d-backs and you mentioned yastrzemski i want to say catel uh, Marte is one of my favorite players and i know he was hurt my last question for you is he back right now and and is he gonna be that awesome guy we saw a couple of years ago Ben and i will talk a little bit about catel Marte and whether he can get back to mvp form but first BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod. Uh, he's back right now. And before the injury, before he went out, he was legitimately playing like maybe the best player in baseball. Like his numbers were off the charts. 
hard contact, smashing balls, getting on base. Like he was doing everything you want from a baseball player. And so far he's come back. He's only played like a couple of games. I think he has a double during that time. So we haven't really seen the full Ketel Marte just yet, but he's healthy right now. So you'll definitely see him in this little only it's only a mini two game series. So you'll definitely see him in there. And just to talk more about the the dominance of pitchers this year, I forgot who I was listening to something. I forgot if it was a podcast or a TV show, but they were saying like Nolan Ryan's career strikeout rate was like 25%. The league average strikeout rate is like 25% right now. So it's basically like going against Nolan Ryan every night on average. And it just insane. And so, uh, we need to get to a better balance. Oh, it was Theo Epstein. I remember now it was Theo Epstein who was talking about this. And it was mm-hmm. like, you're just talking about how we need to get to a better balance between where there's more of a competitive advantage between the batters and the pitchers. And they're trying out a whole bunch of different things in the minor leagues with the mounds and moving, you know, moving it back, lowering it, raising it. They're, they're doing crazy things. So I'm at least a fan of baseball for trying to, to look at things in the minor leagues and implement things to hopefully better grow the game. Because, you know, baseball is a sport that people always talk about in terms of a negative light of staying true there to the tradition, which could be, you know, bittersweet, you know, staying true to yourself and, and things like that. But in terms of growing a new audience, uh, I appreciate baseball trying new things and, and not afraid to get wacky. I mean, I, I think you have to, I, I'm not a fan of the runner and second, you know, in extras, but I appreciate them trying to do something new. I think it has made extras at least, more entertaining, but I, I still don't think they're not getting done, you know, quick enough. I'd rather, I, I don't honestly care if we get a tie or not, just because after 162 games, I don't care if there's one tie uh, mixed in with that, but I, I appreciate baseball, at least trying to grow the sport and trying to implement new things. Uh, anything else you want to say, Ben, before we wrap up today's pod? Uh, just that I agree. And that I'm glad that they're looking into changing that. And, and, Honestly, for a long time, I was against any kind of changes because I, you know, baseball is steeped in tradition. And like I was I'm against banning shifts and I was against like the idea of a pitch clock and I was against the idea of the DH and the National League. But for whatever reason, I've just kind of softened on everything and I've just Mm. become more open minded about any ideas, because at the end of the day, as long as it's still baseball and it and it maintains the the fundamental qualities of the game i'm going to be a fan and if it makes it more entertaining so be it like i was against the the automatic intentional walk i didn't like that i hated that i was like i i I don't want to say furious but honestly this is like a little bit of a rant but the giants have had some playoff moments where the opposing team was trying to throw an intentional walk and the guy, the pitcher threw it over the catcher's head and it like scored a run and it was a big run in the division series in one of those world series years. So I was like, sometimes they miss throw it. And, <laughs> and so don't make it automatic, but anyway, it doesn't, it makes the game better that it's not, you don't have to stand there and wait around while they throw four pitches. So anyway, you know, and I liked the DH last year and I personally like the extra inning thing. I know that a lot of people don't, but I personally think it just wraps things up and it is entertaining. So yeah, the too many strikeouts. The Nolan Ryan thing is crazy. Um, let's cut back by like 10 points on strikeouts. I think that would be good for the game. That's my final thought. Yeah, and it's also just the advent of pitchers 
being able to, it's easier for a pitcher to get better than a hitter nowadays. I mean, you could work on different techniques to wrap, you know, increase that fastball velo and get better spin rate on all your pitches for batters. And it's hard to say, Hey, we're going to get you, you know, a better eye in the zone, or you, you could do mechanical things to, you know, their stance or technique, but at the end of the day, they can't see the ball any better unless they're getting laser surgery on their eyes. It, it's just easier for a pitcher to increase their game, which we've seen over the last, you know, 10 years, because nowadays the average fastball velocity is like 94 miles per hour. I mean, back in Nolan Ryan's day, that was a true heater. So uh, it, it's interesting. You know, we might see a whole bunch of different rules, the pitch clock. We might see the banning of the shifts. I, I mean, I'll be pro banning shifts just because I'm pro anything that increases runs, but Ben, Caspic, Locked On Giants. We talked for a long time today, but the listeners need to know, where can they find you, Ben? What social media apps? What's your tag? Where can they find you? I'm just plain and simple. I'm only on Twitter, and it's at Ben Caspic. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. We do have a show account also on Twitter. It's at L-O underscore SF Giants. And, you know, we're like data driven and rational, but also we 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 love baseball and there's a passion and it's really simple stuff. I like to talk about stats, but also like in a really simple and not complicated way. So that's that. And what about for my listeners? Where can they find you on social media? Oh, at creator Thomas 24 for my personal account or just look up, you know, just type in locked on diamondbacks in the search bar. The the podcast handle show up. I think it's the same thing as yours, like at LO underscore diamondbacks, but just type in locked on diamondbacks. You'll see it right yeah. there in the search bar. All right. That's it for this edition of the locked on D-backs podcast. Ben, thank you for hopping on today, buddy. Thank you for having me. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Deuces!